and welcome to another episode of What Should We Read? Today we will be recommending a book called The Vanderbeekers on 141st Street. This is a very good book, one of our favorites. We read it with our mom um, and it's very good. Uh, It's about, it's your classic family um, book about like a family and they're a bunch of kids and stuff like that. It's, it's, doesn't sound that exciting, but it's really good. Okay, here's the back. It's five days before Christmas, and the Vanderbeeker children should be dreaming about sugar plums and presents, but when their curd-mudgeony landlord, I bet that means something like mean or, um... So when their mean yeah. landlord... <laughs> when their mean landlord mysteriously refuses to renew their lease, the five siblings must find a way to change his mind before the New Year's. All they have to do is show him how wonderful they are, right? But as every well-intentioned plans plan goes comically awry, the, what the Vanderbeekers ultimately need is a Christmas miracle. Funny, heartfelt, and as lively as any street in Harlem, this cozy family novel is about the connections we can we make and the unexpected twists and turns in life we can take. Okay, and that was the back. Now let's delve deeper into the plot. Okay, so the basic plot is... Take it away, Henry. <laughs> okay, so the basic plot is... So the Vanderbeekers, they have five kids and um, two grown-ups. So one kid is named Oliver. There is Isa, Hyacinth, Lainey, um, and uh, Jesse. So these four, these five kids, they, they, you know, they love their family very much, but they always seem to get into at least a little bit of trouble. Though everyone likes them, they're good kids and stuff. And so, you know, it's since the back, it's five days until Christmas. And the landlord, um, so they live in a brownstone. And... Um, they're renting out the brands brownstone. No, and the landlord, their landlord is renting out the brands brownstone <laughs> to them. So they're renting the brownstone. Yeah. So they're renting out the. The renting. landlord. The landlord is renting out the brownstone to them, and five days until Christmas, the landlord refuses to renew their lease. That means they can't live in there anymore. And um, they have five days to change until he has to ask them to move out. So, uh, what could go wrong, right? They try to show him how good they are. And all their attempts, although they're meant to be good-hearted, they all turn out, most of them turn out pretty bad. So, you'll have to find out what happens next um if you read this book and i hope you do read this book because this is a very good book um so far there are four no three sequels but one is coming out every um september or october i think it's september every september so one is coming out pretty soon and we're super excited to read it and so after so there are three more books coming out counting the one um 
that's coming out this September, and then the series will be done. It's a really good series, and all of the books are great, and that, and there are no movies or TV shows or comic books that we know of. It would be awesome if they made a TV show. It would make a really good TV show. Yeah, it would. But, yeah. Okay, so now let's read some of the books so we can get you, our listeners, interested in the book. So hopefully you buy it, read it, tell your friends about it, and tell your friends about our podcast. Okay, chapter one. In the middle of a quiet block on 141st Street, inside a brownstone made of deep red shale, the Vanderbeeker family gathered in the living room for a family meeting. Their pets, a dog named Franz, a cat named George Washington, and a house rabbit named Paganini, sprawled on the carpet, taking afternoon naps in a strip of sunlight. Their pipe, the pipes rumbled um, companionably with the brownstone walls. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? The five Vanderbeeker kids looked at their parents. Good news, said Isa and Lainey. Bad news, said Jesse, Oliver, and Hyacinth. Righto. Good news first, said Papa. He paused and adjusted his glasses. You know, you kids know all how much we, Mom and I love you, right? Oliver, who was nine years old and wise to the ways of the world, put down his book and squinted. Are you guys getting divorced? Jimmy L's parents got a divorce. They let him get a pet snake. He kicked the backs of his sneakers against the tack, uh, against the tall tack of stack. an stack of ancient encyclopedias he was sitting on. No, where is it true? Six-year-old Hyacinth with, whispered, tears pooling in, uh, in her round eyes. Of course, where? What's a Doris? Interrupted Lainey, who was four and a. Th- and three-quarters years old and practicing for her forward rolls on the carpet. She was wearing an outfit of red plaids, lavender stripes, and aqua polka dots that she had matched herself. It means Mama and Papa don't love each other anymore, said 12-year-old Jessie, glaring at her parents from behind the chunky black eyeglasses. What a nightmare. We'll have to split our time between them, added Isa, Jessie's twin. She was holding her violin and jabbed her elbow against the arm of the couch. Alternating holidays and summers and whatnot. I think I'm going to be sick. Mama threw up her hands. Stop! Just everyone, please stop. Papa and I are not getting a divorce. Absolutely not. We're going about this all wrong. Mama glanced at Papa, took a deep breath, and briefly closed her eyes. Isa noticed the dark circles under her mom's eyes that hadn't been there the week before. Mama's eyes opened. Let's start over. First, answer the question. On a scale of 1 to 10... How much do you like living here? The Vanderbeeker kids glanced around their home, a brownstone in Harlem, New York City. It consisted of a basement, a ground floor with a living room that flowed into an open kitchen, a bathroom, and a laundry room, and a first floor with three b- bedrooms, a walk-in closet turned bedroom where Oliver lived, and another bathroom all lined up in a row. A door on the ground floor opened um, up to a skinny backyard 
where a mommy cat and her new litter of kittens made their home under a, a hydrangea bush. Um, there is a map at this particular point on the page, so when you read it, you'll be able to actually be able to picture um, what they look like. Yeah. The ten kids considered Mama's question. Ten, Jesse, Isa, Hyacinth, and Lainey replied... A million, said Oliver, still squinting suspiciously at his parents. It's the best place in the world, reported Lainey, who somersaulted again and knocked down Isa's music stand. The pets scattered, except Franz, who didn't flinch, despite now being covered in cheap music. We're, we've lived here for most of our lives. It's the perfect home. Except the Biederman, of course, added Jesse. The Biederman lived on the brownstone's third floor. He was a seriously unpleasant, unpleasant man. He was also their landlord. Mr. Biederman, Papa corrected Jesse, and funny you mention him. Papa stood up and started pacing the length of the couch. His face was so grim that his ever-present smile creases disappeared. I didn't see this coming, but Mr. Biederman just told me he's not renewing our lease. He's not renewing our... Jesse started. What a punk! shouted Oliver. What's a lease? asked Lainey. Papa continued as if the kids hadn't spoken. Now, you all have done a great job this past year respecting Mr. Biederman and his need for privacy and quiet, he said. I mean, I thought for sure he would have kicked out us, us out a couple years ago when Oliver hit that baseball through his window or when Fran uses, Franz used his front door as a fire hydrant. I'm surprised he's making us leave now after a spotless record this year. Papa paused and peered at his children. The kids nodded and looked back at him with innocent eyes, all except Oliver, who was hoping no one remembered the little incident earlier that year when his frisbee snapped a sprinkler pipe, causing a blast of water to shoot right into the beatman's open window. <laughs> Papa did not bring up the sprinkler incident. Instead, he said, we have to move at the end of the month. Oh. And now I'll take over for a little bit more. Okay. Uh, where were you? Oh. oh, yeah. The room exploded with indignation. Are you serious? We've been so good. There might as well be halos over our heads, exclaimed Jessie, her glasses slipping down the bridge of her nose. I haven't bounced a basketball in the front of the building in months. Oliver said, What's a lease? Lainey said, Isa has to practice violin in the freaking dungeon, said Jesse. Language, Mama warned at the same time. Isa said, I like practicing down there. Papa looked at Lainey. Um, we have a lease with Mr. Biederman. It's an agreement between us for living here. Lainey considered what Papa said as she prepped another somersault. So that means he doesn't want us? It's not like that, Mom trailed off. I think Mr. Beetleman, I think the Beetleman needs hugs, Lainey decided. She completed an accident-free somersault, then rolled over to lie on her stomach, searching for her bunny, who had taken refuge under the couch. Jessie glanced at the calendar on the wall. So that's it? We've only got 11 days left here? He's really going to make us move right after Christmas? Is it because I can't keep Franz quiet? Asked Hyacinth as she chewed her fingernails. When Franz heard Hyacinth say his name, his tail gave a little wag and his eyes fluttered open, then drifted close again. 
I think it's my fault, Isa said. Her siblings stared at her. No one could imagine perfect Isa ever being the cause of being of getting kicked out of their home. You know, because of my violin playing. Kids, it's no one's fault, Mom interjected. Remember how Papa and Uncle Arthur installed those energy-saving windows last year? Those windows are much more soundproof than the old ones. We've done all we can to try to persuade Mr. Biederman to let us stay. I even left a box of lavender macarons outside his door. Mama blinked rapidly. As a professional pastry chef, she took macaroons very seriously. What a waste, grumbled Oliver, who also took macaroons very seriously. Seriously. Will our new place have a basement so I can practice? I'm only moving if I can have a science lab in the new place with a Bunsen burner and new Erlenmeyer flasks, Jesse said stubbornly. My room's going to look exactly the same, right? Like, exactly? Asked, uh, asked Oliver. Will we move close by so Franz can keep all his doggy friends? Asked Hyacinth. As Hyacinth, as Hyacinth, ooh, Hyacinth is a, Hyacinth is a hard word to say. At, at Hyacinth's can compliment, com, comment. At Hyacinth's comment, the other kids' eyes widened. They never considered what might have, that they might have to leave the neighborhood where they knew everyone on the block by name, age, and hairstyle. I've lived in this neighborhood my whole life, Papa said. My job is here. Only Hyacinth noticed that he didn't answer her question or look anyone in the eye when he said that. And that is the end. Thanks for listening to another episode of What, what Should, Should Read Read. And please remember to tell your friends about it or send us a voicemail or just do anything to help support the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, see you next time.